0: These are strange times, friends. Step inside my world of magic and political idiocy. Kick your boots off at the hearth. Have a seat and stay a while. Good day to you, adventurers. I will be the host for this week. It seems the previous guy has a Witch Doctor's Appointment Last week during the Summit of Kings, Emperor Donald Dump mentioned he had sent Kylar and Rogdor to the land of Afroconda to help quell the riots and see what can be done to stop the rising tensions between the Afrokons and the Afrokins. These are trying times, adventurers. How will our heroes adapt to this new environment? And can they possibly succeed in their given task? I suppose we will soon find out on this week's episode of the After Quest, at the Round Table. Emperor Dump stands nude in front of his mirror, rubbing a strange orange substance on his body. Damn it! I don't have enough left to finish the job. Pippin! Get in here!
1: Yes sir, what can I... do? Are you rubbing cheetons on yourself?
0: Uh, yes, Pippin. How else do you think I stay so orange?
1: Well, sir, to be honest, I just always thought you were sick.
0: Wait a minute. I've been doing this for years to pick up the chicks. Are you telling me people think I'm sick?
1: Sir, you're short, you're fat, and orange. Who did you think was going to find that attractive?
0: Emperor Dump scowls at Pippin's words. Wrong, Pippin. You're so wrong. I don't believe you. Everybody loves my orangeness. I've asked, I've checked, I know. Now tell that drunkard Balthazar to go to the city of Dejit.
1: Uh, sir, what could you possibly need from India? And beside that, does he even have the clearance from the Council of Magi to use teleportation magic?
0: Don't worry about them, I've got that covered. And in case you didn't know, Cheetons grow mostly out of the city of Digit. They're exported in three forms. Cheeton paste, great on sandwiches. Cheeton bread, also great for said sandwiches. And Cheeton powder, great for making an Emperor ORANGE! I am currently half orange. I need more right now, so tell that fool to get me more.
1: Whatever gets me out of this conversation and no longer looking at your penis, sir.
0: Uh, excuse me? We should all be so lucky to stand in front of the glory that is my penis. It's the best. Everyone says it is really the best penis ever, in fact. Now go get my cheetah powder! Pippin ever ecstatic to get away from this horrid conversation finds balthazar sitting at a table in the midwife inn alongside baby b he explains the situation to the duo and makes his way back to the castle well shit, b it looks like this is an us episode baby b incensed rolls her eyes at balthazar and gives a deep sigh <laughs> Take my hand B, let's get this over with. The sooner we're done here, the sooner we get back to our drinks. B takes his hand and after mouthing a short incantation, in an instant, they are gone. Yanue Majike. The duo suddenly reappears just outside the Nataka City Bazaar. Damn it, B, it looks like we're in the wrong city. How did this happen? Uh... Well, I suppose we were rather intoxicated. Whatever, let's try again. Just as Balthazar is set to leave again, someone at the carpet stall catches his eye. Hey B, doesn't that troll look familiar? I know! It's that pompous little troll dank down there! One of Bidon's little acolytes. What in the world is he doing here? Last I heard, he was still serving that creep back in Castle Wayfair. Oh shit! Sweet holy God, B. Did you just say a new word? How is this possible? Is your brain healing? Are you regaining your memories? Uh... Hmm. Perhaps we need more surprises. Maybe you'll stop making that annoying sound. That was quite insensitive. My apologies. I was just thinking that we could help you regain some of your speech at some point in time. But enough of that for now. We need to find out what Dank is up to. So let's listen in on it for now. Short of breath, the little troll Dank argues with a merchant over the cost of a flying carpet.
1: Look here, dear fool. Do you know who
0: I am? I am of one of the four great houses of this I am dank of House stounder. Beside that, I am an acolyte of the great Baidon. Tell me, little peon. Do you wish to incur his wrath Why, I have half a mind to summon him here and have him
1: lay waste to this entire city?
0: But, sir, I asked for only a single coin for such an object, and still you refuse? <laughs> Fine, you little insect. Take your coin. Forget this injustice! Dank, While already wealthy, is incredibly greedy. Willing to take a coin from whomever he can, and swindle his way out of paying a debt, he walks away from the merchant, already plotting his revenge. Now that I have my flying carpet, I'll not have to tolerate this desert heat for much longer. <laughs> Battler of Bidon in Nataka. Dank throws the carpet into the air and jumps on top of it, instructing it to fly toward the city of Nataka. Ah, I see he is looking for Kamla the Wicked, no doubt to assist Bidon with his wicked attentions. Come be, we must follow him to Nataka to do what we can to stop this nefarious union before it is too late. Balthazar and B take flight and follow closely behind Dank. Through scorching heat and vicious sandstorms, our heroes are battered, and the will to go on is tested in ways that only nature can assess. Finally, Dank stops at what appears to be the base of a great pyramid and mouths the words, Consent may be withdrawn at any time. A pint-sized hole opens up in the pyramid and Dank slowly shrinks down to roughly one-third his original size. He walks inside while B and Balthazar follow suit. I'm sorry B. You'll have to take this one. I'm far too big. Even if I did use my magic I still cannot shrink to that size. It's all up to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. B blows a condescending kiss to Balthazar and makes her way inside the pyramid. No sooner than she turns the corner she is confronted with four diverging pathways. Which one will she take?
1: Hmm, I wonder if they know I'm still capable of thinking, in actual words. Now which path should I take?
0: Let's see what Kylar and Rogdor are up to. Oh
1: my god, why are you all so angry? Hey, I can see under your loincloth. And you have
0: nothing to be upset about. Hold your tongue, Kyla. That kind of inappropriate language will have us killed. These people have a right to be angry. One of their own was killed for what appears to be no fault of her own. And now this city will burn because of it. And unless you wish for the hammer of social justice to crash down upon you, I suggest you do your best to mitigate the aggression, not... My, let's get back to Bee. Bee had long since taken her path of choice. It was dark, and cold, but she could hear voices coming from a great distance, or perhaps she was lost. Maybe what she had heard was just noise reverberating from outside the pyramid, but alas, just as Bee was beginning to fall to despair a faint light in the distance. Her pace quickens. She flies faster and faster until finally, she comes to a corner. She peeks her head round it to find Dank speaking to a tall, rather attractive woman. Something is off about her, but she cannot put her finger on it. Perhaps it is the abnormally wide mouth stuck in a permanent smirk. Or maybe even the sharp, flesh-rending teeth she has behind the grin. Either way, This does not sit well with B. Oh I heard that, B. I'm still proud of the increase in vocabulary, but that's such a naughty word. Kamla takes note of the intruders.
1: Well, well. What have we here? A tasty little snack.
0: Kamla, with but a flick of her wrist, pulls B into her grasp. She rears her head back and extends her enormous jaws, ready to consume B, right at the very last moment. <laughs> oh! The walls of the pyramid come crashing down around Kamla and the filthy troll at her side. Kamla the wicked! You shall bring no harm to my comrade, for if you do, I will rain down heavenly fury upon you, the likes of which you cannot fathom. My- uh. Uh. Kamla had plunged her hand through Balthazar's stomach, pinning him to the ground, while simultaneously crushing Bee's wings and tossing her beside him.
1: Your inability to speak properly annoys me, O oh one. Take heed and remember these words well. Lord Bidon and I will rule this land together. These riots are already starting. We took an incident and twisted the narrative to get it going. And then it took on a life of its own and thus the Anti-Smashists were born. There's nothing you can do to stop us. Any attempt to do so is futile. But if you so choose to try and resist, only death awaits you and your ilk. Tell your emperor, we are coming.
0: Kamla opens a portal. And just as she and Dank pass through it, Balthazar fades out of consciousness. Two days have passed since their brief encounter with Kamla. And Balthazar had finally regained consciousness. B excitedly kisses Balthazar on the cheek, ecstatic her friend is still alive. Hey, B. I'm glad to see you're safe. I'm sorry I couldn't stop her and you got hurt. I should have tried harder. <coughs> I promise I will always protect you. you look at that, bee. Another word. Don't cry. I think it's time we check in on our glorious Emperor. It would appear he is still hiding in his bedchambers as he still does not have the orange hue that he so desires. However, he has heard of Balthazar's return. Excitedly, he calls for Pippin. Oh my god, Pippin. Get in here.
1: Yes, sire. What can I help you with?
0: I heard Balthazar has returned, so why has he not given me the Cheetons I requested?
1: My lord, have you not heard? Balthazar was grievously wounded. He's been in the castle infirmary for two days now. Jeez, you're really that out of touch?
0: Well, maybe if I could leave this room, I would be up to speed on the situation. But, I'm half orange! No one can see me like this, Pippin! I need those cheat. Wait a minute. Hey, Pippin. Doesn't part of your body contain Cheetons?
1: Well, not exactly. My kidneys contain cheetones, which are closely related to Cheetons, but... One is a grain-like substance, whilst the other is a metal to help break down some of the rougher elements found in the diet of a garden gnome.
0: So what you're saying is, your pea is orange.
1: Yes, why do you ask, your highness?
0: Pee on me, Pippin. Pee on me right now. And do you, huh? Urinate on me, Pippin. I cannot address the people in this state. I feel so vulnerable.
1: But sir...
0: Do it Pippin. Pee on your lord. Make me... Make me great again. For the sake of the kingdom. You must. Pippin heroically undoes his trousers. Ready to do his duty for his lord.
1: As you wish, sire.
0: Pippin unleashes his mighty stream upon Emperor Dump. It's working, Pippin. I think I can feel it working. And what a surprisingly pleasant smell. Ah, keep going, Pippin. Uh, I can feel myself changing. Uh, uh, Did it work, Pippin? Am I me again?
1: Yes, my lord. The ornification is complete.
0: Good, Pippin. Now I can get back to work for our people. Come with me. It is time. We truly begin. Well, friends, it seems our emperor is finally ready to begin. How will he fare against the likes of Kamla and Baidan in the weeks to come? Why was Kylar staring at the genitals of the Afrikaans? Still confused? Me too. Let's find out together, next week, right here, on the
1: AfterQuest at the Round Table.